Hello, mamas. We are Allison, Kelsey, and Melissa, and we would like to welcome you to the Unstressed Mama podcast, the podcast that will teach you how to manage the daily stress that comes from being a mom. Nothing is off limits here. From peeing your pants to balancing your budget to working out, we'll talk about it. Welcome back to part five of our parenting series. Um, this one, we're going to go um, a little bit in our own lanes here and give you uh, some mom hacks that have worked for us. And so um, one, well, before I get in that, we have Allison back. So she had her business trip on our last recording. Um, so Allison, welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be home and back into a routine. Awesome. All right. So we're going to talk about mom hacks. All right. And so again, we're going to each give you kind of what like we feel our best mom hack is. Don't laugh at mine when you get there. I swear it works. Um, but we're going to start off with Kelsey today and she's going to give us a couple of her mom hacks. All right. So I was thinking in preparation for this, like what are my mom hacks? And I don't know if it's necessarily one mom hack, but there's just a couple like I said it's a hack because it's like parenting tricks at work, right? That counts as a mom hack. So I have a few and I want to, the first one that came to mind is um, in the kitchen with my kids. So I like backstory for me, I was a very picky child and I'm still like a fairly picky adult. I'm a much better now than I was as a kid, but I don't know, like if your moms told you this when you were kids, but like, they're like, if you are uh, my mom calls it like the mom curse. Like you're going to have a kid that's just as hard as you or harder. And that has been like in forms of feeding my kids. So like I was super picky as a kid and my kids are like way worse as far as being picky, except for my third. She's basically the perfect child. Um, I'm kidding. She's not, but she's the only girl. She's the youngest and she'll literally eat any food that I put in front of her as long as she's hungry. My boys, on the other hand, will not my boys struggle to eat much like have much variety regardless of like how much I put it in front of them and do all of the like tricks that they tell like you know don't let them get up from the table till they're done and don't let them have to like that stuff just doesn't work for my kids I don't know whatever but my kids like smoothies so a long time ago when I was starting out doing smoothies my husband and I would make like a peanut butter and chocolate smoothie with, it didn't have a ton of like fruits and vegetables. It was more like chocolate almond milk or like vanilla almond milk and then chocolate protein powder and peanut butter and ice, like super, super um, simple, not anything crazy. And then we would put spinach in it. So that made it healthy, right? Because we were poor and broke and didn't really know anything. Well, my husband still likes those smoothies and we made it one time for my kids and my kids, my boys really, really likes it because it definitely like, it tastes like a Reese's. So we make that smoothie and a little while ago, I decided to have my middle child, Dean, help me make that smoothie. And he saw that I put leaves in the smoothie and he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to put leaves in it. We're going to make it a Hulk smoothie. And so I let him help me put the leaves in it and he drank it. He drank like the whole smoothie and got a whole serving of spinach. So he, um, 
So we have Hulk's movies and we add leaves to them. And then the other thing I do to like add a little bit more vegetables to my smoothies. So my kids will at least get some vegetables is I also add zucchini to smoothies because zucchini has like zero flavor. Like you think about when you cook zucchini, like in the summer, when you have a million zucchini at your house, the only flavor the zucchini really has is what you put on it or how you cook it. So like, if you grill it with seasoning, like it tastes like a grilled vegetable with seasoning, it doesn't really have like a specific strong flavor, something like broccoli or something like that. That's got strong flavor. So we put zucchini in our smoothies and my kids don't notice, um, or I'll have them try. I had one time he didn't want to try it with, he saw me put something in it. He didn't want to try it. So I told him to try it. I made another smoothie without it and then a smoothie with it and had him taste them. And so he could see that there really wasn't a difference in the flavor. So that is my vegetable sharing mom hack. So I too love smoothies and I've been drinking smoothies on and off for well over 10 years now. Um, and I, you know, started giving my kids smoothies. They were, I drank them while I was pregnant. Um, and so I was like, oh, they'll be a good way for them to get vegetables. Even when they're young, it's like a milkshake, but I end up putting like so much stuff in mine that mine kind of do taste a little earthy. Um, and so for a while, both my kids drank smoothies and then they both were like, no, and they knew there was spinach in them. So the one thing I, I kind of like you did with like the test, I was always transparent with them. I didn't want to make them like trick them, trick them, um, be like, here's your vegetables. But I wanted them to know like this is spinach and this is going in there and they would drink it. I mean, but eating a sprig of broccoli at dinner was a no-no um, in our house. But I love the zucchini idea. Uh, I'm gonna have to try that because sometimes I either run out of spinach or I am just looking for something a little bit different. So um, I think that's a great add-on. Uh, one other thing I've added in uh, kind of to switch up from like the leafy greens is cabbage. I've added in just uh, green cabbage before and still like a leafy green technically, but it doesn't have flavor like that. It actually, it kind of makes it creamy. It makes it like a creamier texture, more like a custard than a frosty for me anyway. Um, so it kind of changed the texture a little bit without adding much to the flavor. Um, I feel my like kids, the zucchini makes it creamier too. That would make sense. I could see that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm now where my child who actually eats like all the different fruits, he, he will now ask for smoothies and drink a whole smoothie but he doesn't let me put the spinach in. Uh, but the, the powder we use has like superfoods added in or whatever. So he's getting some that way. And I'm just happy he's getting protein. Um, my daughter still refuse, is in like a current refusal phase. And I'm like, well, you could get like greens, you could get protein and all these things. So anyway, I love the smoothie hacks. And if you haven't tried them, they're definitely worth trying for your kids and maybe they'll work and maybe they won't. Chocolate um, peanut butter is always a good flavor for kids, I think. Except for mine who doesn't like peanut butter. <laughs> he doesn't like anything. Um, that's not true. He does have things that he likes, but do you use protein? Melissa, you said you use protein powder in yours instead of, um, mine does not like smoothies with protein powder at all. And I didn't even think about it, but I've never tried to just make one with Greek yogurt before. And I probably should try that. Before I used protein powders back in the day, before they were kind of like common things for women to use, 
I use Greek yogurt all the time as my protein. Uh, but now I just, I love Greek yogurt in my smoothie. I think it gives it like a nice, like tangy flavor. Um, and my kids actually like yogurt. So I always think I should make them, maybe I'll try Vivian's with a pro, like with the yogurt instead of a powder for next time she tries one. So my, when my son was little, he would eat anything. There were very few things that he didn't like. And I made all of his food he never had like baby food from a jar and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, everything was organic and, and I bought these pouches that were reusable and I made him, you know, little things to put in there. And well, I did once and I put kale in it and he took one like drink out of it and gagged and refused anything else I ever put in there again, even if he saw me just put applesauce in there. So that was a huge waste of money for those pouches. Um, but then once he got to the point where he realized that he could say no, and there was nothing that anybody could do about it other than be annoyed and try to bribe him, then it became a little bit difficult. And putting it mildly. Um, but something I read is that there are only three things that kids can control. And those are going to sleep, being potty trained, and what they eat. Because if you think about it, even if you shove food in your kid's mouth, which is obviously a terrible idea, although I have seen somebody do it once, um, they could throw it up. I mean, you can't force somebody to eat something. So having a hack around this to make it easier or fun or whatever is awesome because they just have those three things. And if they, mine has, is very good at the other two. And this is the one that he has decided that, nope, I'm only going to do what I want to do. And, and so the approach I take too, I, I try different hacks and I'm definitely going to try the chocolate smoothie I'll leave the peanut butter out of mine but um and zucchini because spinach I guarantee if he sees that it'll be game over but um I'm always thinking in my head like I don't want to make it such a, a power struggle because then when he grows up he won't eventually you know try things and branch out on his own um the other thing I like to do when it comes to smoothies with my kids is let them pick like what we're going to put in it. And so like Dean's my only one who'll be really adventurous and try different things. But like, if he wants to put like one time he like was dead set on having a smoothie that had a banana in it. So we had to talk about what else we could, we can't just have a banana smoothie because no one would drink just a plain banana smoothie. That would be gross. Um, I guess maybe somebody might really like a banana smoothie, but I, that makes me like the thought of it makes me gag a little bit. So I was like, well, if we're going to do a banana, like here's some things that would go really good with banana. What do you want to put in the smoothie? And that for me, that has worked tons better than just like throwing it together and handing it to him. Like when I make my smoothie and I have extra and I put it in a cup, nobody will drink it. And it's not that they don't like the taste. They won't even try it because they don't know what's in it. You don't know like what, what did mom throw in this? What is she trying to get me to drink? So I try really hard some days better than others to let them be involved in like what I put in that kind of stuff so that they can have that choice. Um, some days they don't, but I try. 
And it seems to work better if we're trying new things, if I give them the option to try it rather than just be like, oh, here you go. Like, you're going to have this smoothie. And then we talk about things like when I started adding the zucchini and Dean saw me add the zucchini, he was like, oh, what's that? And I just told him, I was like, it's just, a, it's a vegetable. It doesn't really have a whole lot of flavor. It just makes your smoothie a little bit more yummy. And, and he was down with it. So that, that for me, and my kids are very inquisitive about stuff and they do much better if I explain things rather than just like do it with them which I actually think most kids are that way it just as parents that does like add a little bit more effort to doing stuff but by my kids usually if I can explain stuff to them it tends to go over a lot better uh one thing I'd like to just go back on Allison you mentioned the three things that your kids have control over um you going to the bathroom eating and sleeping um, and so that reminded me of a parenting course. This is a quick sidebar, no affiliation here, but I, took, I, I signed up for an online parenting course. Clearly I like online courses and online structures of things um, called Positive Parenting Solutions, where the big focus is that the kids, that all children, regardless of their ages, are looking for two things, control and affection. And if they, they, they need to have a good balance of both, and so Kelsey, like you said, giving them an option gives them a, a realm of control. Um, and if they're not getting the, like, it's, it's almost like if they're not getting enough affection, they will restrict, they'll, they'll like pull more to get more control. Um, it's Cause they, it's like their cup needs to be so full. And if they're not getting enough of one, they'll need more of the other. Um, so it was positing parenting solutions. Again, no affiliate or anything there. It was just a course that um, when I was, a couple years ago, I bought it and basically it, like my kids would drive me nuts every morning and getting out the door because they could also control getting into the car seat at that age. And I was like, aside from literally like picking up, kicking and screaming, which sometimes I had to do because I'm like, we're going to be late. Anyway, um, I found this course and I found it really helpful. Um, I ended up having to listen to a lot of it while like doing like driving. And so I got to a point where I had to like stop and take a test. So I actually reminder, I should be able to finish that. Um, but it was uh, just going through like the free course they had and just kind of kind of the intro and then getting the course going through the first couple modules was really eye-opening. And even though I'm not perfect 100% of the time, like anyone, um, I still go back to those concepts of like giving them control in some areas that are within the bounds I'm happy with them to have control of. And maybe it's helping them make the smoothie um, or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but I keep those in mind. So just mentioning those three things of control of, you know, they have this balance. So I think that's good because now when we do smoothies, now that my kids know, like the spinach isn't optional in the smoothie. They control other parts of the smoothie, but like there's some things that are not optional and they know that now we've kind of established that, which kind of leads me actually into like my second little, I don't know if it's a hack or more of it. Like it is a hack. I don't know why I keep saying that, but whatever. It's not like one that you would read on like a list of like mom hacks, but this is what works within our family. And it's around exercise. So I, Melissa, you and I both work with with mostly moms in an exercise-based setting, trying to either, you know, run or kettlebell strength training, that kind of thing. And I, I don't know about you, but my like biggest, my client's biggest barrier, a lot of times to exercise is actually their kids. So it's like, a lot of times it's their biggest reason to want to be healthy and active and all that kind of stuff. But it's also one of their biggest barriers. Um, because kids are hard. And it's like, you're saying like, they're either looking for control or affection. 
And when you, it's like when you decide to sit down for two seconds at your house and then suddenly like everybody's all over you all the time, same thing happens. Like if you decide, Hey, I'm going to go work out. Like everybody's just kind of chill and you step out of the room. Suddenly one kid needs their butt wiped because they had to go poop. And then another kid is like stuck upside down on the couch. And then someone else has like cereal spilled. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like an explosion of things. So one of the, like, if you don't have a spouse that can help watch your kids while you work out for whatever reason, either you're a single parent or you have to work out when your spouse is at work or, you know, whatever, because sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. What I have learned for working out with my kids is I keep light or like one pound weights around in my garage. Um, and I kind of let my kids work, work out alongside me. Now I say all that my kids know, because we've done this for a really long time, that when it's mom's workout time, you can be in the garage, you can be playing, you can do your weights, you can join the workout, but you can't get in mom's way. So like, if I'm doing stuff like with a bar, they have to stay far enough away that I'm not going to hit them. Or if I'm using a certain box for box jumps, they can play on another box, but they can't use that one. So like, we've kind of established some ground rules as far as like, and my kids are, my boys are older, they're four and six. And I've been working out at home for a really long time. So they, they've kind of grown up around it, but like, there's some, there's some ground rules of like, when mom is in the middle of a set, she's not going to come and get you cereal. I'll get you cereal after I'll get you cereal before, but when I'm in the middle of an 18 minute, you know, timed set, I'm not going to stop the clock and come get you cereal. You can wait another nine minutes. It's fine because you're not going to die from not having cereal in those nine minutes. And so we've kind of established kind of some base rules, but having the like light weights around, and then I get to teach my kids the movements. That's been really fun for me. And then what I do and this is maybe even more the hack is afterwards. And it's not always the case. I can't always do this. I don't always have time, but afterwards it's their workout time. And so they can choose what movements we're going to do. And they can choose how long we're like, my, my six-year-old loves to write it up on the board. He'll go while I'm working out, he'll write up his workout on the board. And then afterwards I do his workout with him. And so it kind of gives him the ability to do the workout, to be around and have that like choice to choose what he wants to do. Um, without interfering, like with my dedicated workout time in the summer, this is much easier. Cause I don't have to go to work in the school year. It's a little bit harder. And I kind of have to be like, yep, we can work out, but you got five minutes. Like we don't have 15 minutes to play around. Um, but like I have, I have one pound weights. I have five pound weights. I have a little 10 pound kettlebell that both my boys can swing actually pretty well. I have a sandbag that I just put a foam roller in. So it's like weighs nothing. And then I have like a light sandbag that Roy really likes to use because he's six and he's started to learn some of the movements and he's strong and there's nothing. If you teach your kids how to do these movements correctly, they're not harmful for kids to learn how to do this kind of stuff. Roy has a fantastic, like clean with a sandbag. If you've ever seen anybody clean a sandbag up, it's a little different than doing a bar he can clean a sandbag really well. His form's good and he can do the 12 pound sandbag. He can walk around, he can do lunges. He likes burpees. Um, he's a weirdo, but he likes that kind of stuff because he's been around it. And so we've established that routine and then just having options so that they can participate at their appropriate level. Um, 
most of the time, I can't say all the time because, you know, nothing's ever perfect, but most of the time they'll leave my stuff alone because they have other options of things that they can play with. So every once in a while, Roy will try to pick up like the 35 pound kettlebell and he can. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably not the best thing for you to pick up right now, buddy. Cause that's like more than half your weight, but Hey, here's the 10 pound one. Like, let's go do some swings with that. And so encouraging your kids, it's not always ideal. And like anybody else, if I can work out without my kids around, definitely preferred because I can do things without having to have my mom brain on at the same time. Um, and so that's always really nice, but I don't let having my kids around be a barrier to getting my workout in. Um, it very well could be with three kids and always working out at home solo, but I've found ways to encourage my kids to be around and to move without interfering with my time. And then I get a turnaround, like you were saying, Melissa, and give them some of that control to be able to um, participate in a workout that is more tailored to them. So that's, that's kind of, I don't know, my, my exercise. I mom hack. love that end piece. Like we talked in the first part of this parenting series about, you know, fitness with your kids. Um, and I said, then, you know, I prefer not to work out with my kids. And literally Monday, my son was up early I'm like, well, can I get you breakfast? Because if I get him breakfast, he can sit down and eat breakfast and then I can go work out by myself. And he was like, no. I was like, well, then I'm going to work out because I'll come with you. And I, you know, initially was like, Ugh. but I was like, oh, I'll be like Kelsey here. Um, anyway, he did some, like, I have like a really, like, I don't even know what it weighs, like two pound bar um, that can then add some weights on it. And so we just to the bar, like, cause I was doing a barbell workout that day. He was doing back squats. His little knees were caving in. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. Uh, but I had him count for me, like, you know, like, Hey, count how many I do. He's like, okay, now count six for me. And he made himself do six. And now I was like, Hey, we're counting. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. I can see this like utility is like, they're now older and they understand the safety aspects of it. Um, but one of the other things I did when now I, I do have a, an unfinished basement that we have our gym in. And so since it's unfinished, one of the areas adjacent to the gym area is like kids mats um, and the kitchen set actually came down a few years ago uh, before Christmas so we could have room upstairs, um, but we've left it down here. And now like my daughter woke up while I was still working out and she came down and she wanted to do some things, but then she quickly went to the kitchen set to start playing. And I won't lie, my kids often are like on the iPads first thing in the morning. And I was like, this is a much better way for them to start their day. Um, and then he went over and started playing with her with the food. They did have a little squabble over the, ironically, over the vegetables. They were fighting over who got the vegetables. And I'm like, seriously, kids, seriously. <laughs> and either way, uh, we fixed that. And then after school, she's like, I think I'm going to find Elliot and go finish what we were doing this morning in the basement. And I was like, again, more time that's like not in front of a screen, entertaining themselves. I'm like, good for me, good for you. And it was, it was overall a good day. Um, so my, my add on to your hack, the control at the end, but if, if you, your kids are really not interested in moving with you, maybe have some sort of activity, like a puzzle or a set of puzzles or something that they could do or coloring books or something that doesn't take up a whole lot of space. Cause I know gym space is precious for a lot of people that they could do while still being with you. And you can talk to them, give them the affection, um, you know, and just another way to work out when your kids are around. Well, and I will say too, that for the longest, I mean, 
Roy hasn't always wanted to work out with me. And Dean for sure hasn't always wanted to work out with me. Like his, his desire to be in the gym and work out with me is actually like within the last few weeks. Like it has not been a thing that he's enjoyed. Roy is a lot like me in personality. And so like, once he realized this was going on all the time, he hopped up and was all about it. But I love your suggestion of having um, something for the kids to do while they're around so that they can participate if they want to. Um, that, that I actually have like a corner of small toys in my, in my garage. So that's something that we've tried to encourage. And it does, it's, it takes a long time. And I think the other thing too, that's important, like on the mom side of things is like, you need to adjust your expectations for working out with kids. So like, like I said, sometimes when my kids are around, like, yeah, it's not the like mental break that I want it to be. So if I go into it knowing like, you know what, I might get interrupted, but I can still, you can still get a really good workout, even if your kids interrupt you halfway through. So we are doing, I'm, I'm kind of beta testing a group with like a kid's workout challenge. Um, I, I do, I do make my life harder, but it's really awesome. Hopefully. So we're going to start that next week. So I may have a few spots open if anybody wants to try, but by the time this airs, uh, we'll already have been started. So if it goes well, I think I may do it next year as like a planned summer challenge, but I kind of have been messing around with the summer challenge and I decided to make a bunch of folders yesterday. Anyways, it's going to be really awesome, but it's been a lot of, <laughs> it's been a lot of work, but it'll be good. So work out with your kids. It's fun. Allison, did you want to give your mom hack? Sure. Um, so to give a little background on it, I haven't in my life had a lot of self-confidence always. And my mom has always talked about how she wished she had known how to teach me that and that she didn't have a lot of self-confidence and, and neither did my dad and they didn't know what they didn't know, you know, my, my upbringing was really good, but that was lacking. And ever since I've had my son, I've wondered the same thing. How do you teach kids how to have self-confidence? Well, the way that I really started building mine was through doing self-improvement activities and trying new things until it wasn't scary anymore and reading books that open your mind and I thought, you know, how can I apply that to a child? So I really started thinking a lot about how to do that and what books I could find that would help develop him at, at, as a child. And so I, I found some, but as soon as I did and I said, hey, I have this really cool book that teaches you about how the economy works you can kind of imagine what kind of looks and response I got to that was, we shall say a complete lack of interest and maybe even less than a complete lack of interest. So I didn't know what to do. So I tabled it for a while. And then I was reading another book myself and the guy who wrote it has written multiple books about leadership, teamwork. He's a pastor of a huge mega church, really successful. And he mentioned that when he was a teenager, his dad paid him and his siblings to attend conferences and read 
self-improvement books and things like that. And I thought, oh, a light bulb went off in my head because my son is very motivated by money and gifts. So I put into place when he asked me, mom, how can I earn $4.99 buy some Robux? You can read this book with me. And it's one that I choose and it, it'll be an educational one. And it's not that I don't want him to read fun books because I definitely do and books that he loves, but I also want him to learn more and improve his knowledge and do things that are a little out of his comfort zone and try it and realize that you survive and sometimes you even like it. Um, so when he bulks at doing those things, I add a little money to the pot because that's that's his love language, shall we say. And, you, uh, do you have a flat rate? You don't have to share your rate specifically, but like a flat rate for a book or if it's like more meaningful for you, do you pay more or is it based off the length of the book? Yeah, it's um, it's based off the length of the book for sure or the the frightening level of the activity or the out of his comfort zone. I shouldn't say frightening, you know, I'm not going to pay him to like go skydive or something like that. But yeah, so right now, for instance, he's in summer school and I know that sounds mean, but our school district has a summer school that is supposed to just be fun. It's free. They get to do extra recesses. They like build robots and have parades and popsicles and things like that. So it's not the traditional summer school that I would think of where ooh, you barely passed. Now you need to go to summer school to make sure you're ready for the next grade. It's not that at all. And so I signed him up for it and he was not happy about it. So I, I said, okay, look, if you will stop on Monday, we had this battle in the morning, battle of wills and tears, and I'm not going to move and I'm not going. And I was so frustrated. And I finally thought, oh, duh, you know, just offer to pay him. So I said, look, if you go to school this week, and I don't have any complaining and you really give it a chance, then when you're done on Thursday, then I'll load some V-Bucks into your Xbox and you can buy some things. And that's, it's a good compromise for me because I feel like V-Bucks and Robux and stuff are like the absolute ultimate waste of money. And those are things that he loves. So he's doing something that he probably considers the ultimate waste of time that I think is very valuable. <laughs> and in exchange, I'm rewarding him with something that I think is a waste of time, but he thinks is very valuable. I, that's funny. The uh, personal value for each your compromises there is kind of inversely related. <laughs> um, so I love, the idea of sharing your value. And he also, I'm assuming, knows your value to money as well. So for him to know you are willing to give him money, which you find valuable to you, he must know that this must be important to my mom. And while he might be doing it right now for the reasons of, I want more money, 
eventually I think knowing you and what you're probably having him read, he'll be like, man, you know, 15 years. I'm like, my mom really knew what she was doing. Glad I got extra dollars for it. But I'm really also glad that I now know the content of everything that she wanted me to read. Like it wasn't just read this before you go outside. Um, she put her value there too. So I think there's the intrinsic of like, what is your motivator? Um, and then like, like I said, you being a money coach, like he, he, I know how much money means to you in the sense of like the value of it and all of that. So I can see that how down the road, he will have like a huge aha moment of like, man, my mom really wanted me to know this stuff. So I think that's super awesome from like a two-sided perspective. Um, and something that is almost a little off topic, but not quite, is that I really have very mixed feelings about college. I have a college degree and my particular degree hasn't done anything for me. But what has done a lot of things for me is reading books by people who have been there, done that, and learning from them. And I want him to know that when he graduates from college, he doesn't, or from high school, he doesn't have to go to college. He can go to a technical school and learn a trade, or he can become an entrepreneur or whatever he wants to do. But I I don't want him to stop learning when he graduates from high school, but I want him to know that there are many ways to keep learning in a four-year college is not the be-all, end-all. And that's not just because I don't want to pay for it, <laughs> um, but I truly believe that there's, there are so many, many, many paths, and this is what I'm doing too to show him that. And of course, at this age, he says he wants to be a YouTuber and um, so let me tell a story. We were at the zoo with a friend of his a couple of weeks ago and his mom and the kids were playing and we were talking and she said, oh, you know, my kid wants to be a YouTuber when he grows up. And she said, so I told him, well, that's not very realistic. You better think about what you actually want to do. And inside of my head, I was reacting like, what? Oh my gosh because my kid wants to be a YouTuber also. And I said, oh, okay, that's cool. So we set up a YouTube channel and I've helped him make some videos before. And I talked to him about, so his favorite one is unspeakable and he makes videos having fun with his friends. So from the outside, it could look like he just films himself having a blast. And then he lives in this awesome island house. So I talk about how I did a little research on him and saw that he said this channel since he was 12 and how many hours he works and how long it took to become successful and that he, he wanted to go to college, but he gave it up because his YouTube channel was so successful. It took all of his time. So I talk about all of that, like, okay, let's be realistic. This probably is fun, but he gave up a lot of stuff to get where he is that a lot of people his age do so I try to make it realistic and on the flip side I say okay if you want to do this you've got to learn these skills you've got to learn what it takes to make a video that people want to watch and how to make a video and how to edit and all of these things 
so I, I may suck the fun out of it, but but I definitely would never tell him um, that's not very realistic. We better you better start thinking about something that's more realistic. That makes my heart hurt because it's probably not the only time this kid has, and or any kid who expresses something that like to them is like they're a big dream and it just gets like pop smashed, whatever. It makes me sad. And I, you know, I've always been pretty truthful with my kids. I mean, obviously there's like a small line of like, I'm not going to tell them that, but like, for the most part, like, you know, like my kids are young and several years ago, well, whenever the former president Bush passed away and there was a government holiday, a government day off for a national day of mourning. And we go to a government daycare. And so we didn't have school that day. I didn't have work and school. My daughter, I don't know, maybe three-ish, four was just kind of like, why don't we have school? Um, I was like, well, a former president died. And this was the first time we talked about death with them. And my son was too little, but you know, she's like, what's that mean? I was like, well, they, they were living and now they're no longer living. And it made it a little bit easier whenever we have now had like, like that the first time we talked about death was with someone she didn't actually know, um, you know, but he was an important person, a former president to know like everyone's going to have a day to remember him. Um, whenever people have then since passed away, we've been able to say, well, this person died. And it's not the shock of what the event is um, at that young, at the young age. And we don't have to be like, oh, well, like make up some, like when our dog died, for example, we said our dog died. Now we did say the dog went to heaven and heaven's in the sky in their mind. And we're like, yeah, the dog can see us. And just to like give them like a sense of comfort. So for about three weeks after the dog passed, my son kept going, Jax is watching us from the clouds. We're like, yes, yes, he is. Um, but we've always tried to just be truthful and upfront. Um, and obviously if they have a dream, kind of, you know, let them dream. I mean, I have dreams. I dream of my big house on the water with my boat, right? And I have people like, I don't know why you think that. And I'm like, it's my dream. Let me dream what I want. I may never get it, but if I don't look for it, guess what? I'm not going to get it. Um, so I love that you are fostering something that he wants to do. And on a side note with the college thing, I've thought about the college aspect of like traditional college. So I went to, uh, I went to Penn state. I lived in Pennsylvania and I did end up getting a tuition scholarship, but I still had loans from room and board. Um, and for my first year and a half there, I had, uh, loans for that and, you know, I had to pay them off and I was fortunate with my. ROTC scholarship that I didn't have a ton of loans, but I still had loans and it taught me that loans are okay. And some loans might be like a mortgage is, you know, not an awful loan, but just the idea of debt was like not a big deal at that point in my life. But now I'm like, well, if you can live in less debt, we'll just go with that term. Like, you know, college is expensive. And so when I, I don't even know what it is now, but I know a few years ago, I looked at, I probably, when I was pregnant with one of my kids, like looked at Penn state out of state tuition, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so expensive. I'm like, maybe my kids don't need to go to Penn state, but then I'm like, well, maybe they don't even need to go. They, they can go wherever they want. And, you know, we'll do what we can to help them. But I also put my, I mean, I had some help with my parents on like living expenses, but I basically put myself through college through my scholarship and loans and I worked and I'm not saying my kids have to go my path by any means, 
but by giving this alternate, like it doesn't have to be college, community college, like more people today, I think are realizing, you know, college prices in the past 20 years, 20 plus years has really skyrocketed. And I think there's more people realizing I could go to community college for a couple of years and save a lot of money. Um, and you can almost, I mean, maybe not everyone, but you, you know, the price of community college is like single digit percentages of a place of a Penn State as an example, which I've, you know, obviously looked at, but um, I mentioned this briefly to a, a group the other day or a couple weeks ago of like, well, I mean, I don't need my kid to go to college. And I got these like stares of like, well, what do you know? That's like the best, the impression I got was like, no, you, you want your kids to go to college. And it was kind of like, well, no, I want my kids to be happy and to do what they want to do. It's kind of what that sidebar conversation <laughs> goes back to. I had uh, an experience earlier this year where somebody, a kid emailed me through LinkedIn that went to or he was going to attend the college where I graduated from St. Ambrose. And he was looking through LinkedIn for St. Ambrose alumni that were in the finance field. And he found me, and I'm sure, you know, every other person he sent an email to and said, I'm going here and I would love to have any mentoring you have to offer. And I was really excited, like, oh my gosh, yay. And so right away I got to work on emailing him back. And I said, you know, congratulations. He's going there on a sports scholarship. And I said, um, I don't live there anymore. That's that college is in the quad cities where I grew up. And, but I said, you know, keep in touch when you go there, I can hook you up with all, tell you all the good local spots and wherever to go. But I said, um, and congratulations on your acceptance. Colleges can be really fun and you'll learn some things, but your best learning will come from talking to people like me and other people that you've reached out to that have been living life in the real world. And by reading books from people who have experienced all these things, and I recommended a book, I said, I think you should start with this one and, you know, give your college education you're all and do it and all of that, but but keep in mind your real learning will come from here. And I'm excited to hear back from you and whatever. And that was it. There were no more communication from him. And I thought mm, I probably scared him off by saying that college wasn't everything and and these books and real life learning was better. I thought I worded it in such a way that it wasn't detrimental to college or you know sounded like an old codger but um <laughs> the, the way you're describing it though just seems like maybe for assuming an 18-ish old year old child man whatever like might have just been a little bit like oh that was a lot <laughs> like a little overwhelming so maybe I'll get back to you yeah either that or the other thing I thought of is he could have theoretically emailed a hundred people yeah. And just be compiling the responses to get him through because once he actually goes, he's going to be overwhelmed if he's playing sports and going to college, he'll be pretty busy. But I didn't get a chance to tell him that they have the best pizza in the country there. I guess he'll just have to figure <laughs> that out on his own. Oh, all right. So my hack is kind of, well, jokes on me at this point with my hack. So, um, 
uh, it's kind of along the lines of the incentive idea. And I will first preface this with if, you know, life before kids, if I had ever, someone ever told me you're going to do this, I'd have been like, oh no, I will not ever bribe my children with food. Now, one thing in I try not to do is to bribe my children with food for food. Like if we're going to go get dessert, we get dessert. It's not based off of like them eating X, Y, or Z or three more peas or whatever, because we already know my kids donate peas anyway. So they would never get dessert desserts are fun. Anyway, um, my hack with my kids and food actually came from sleeping. And I think I might need to bring it back because the last two nights, both of my kids ended up in my room. When the second one came in, I went to his room with him. Um, the first night was a storm. I don't know what last night was, but let's just say I need to bring back. You get a popsicle if you sleep in your bed all night. And I started this with my daughter. I think she was like two and a half and it worked. And I was so impressed. And, you know, my son would obviously get one when she would get one. But then when he could understand, I even up the Annie and I was like, and these would be like freeze pops and they got it before breakfast and you can judge me all you want, but it worked. And they started sleeping in their bed all night. Um, if you guys both sleep in your bed all night, you can have two popsicles. I'm not lying. I did it. And my best friend laughs at me. She's like, because before kids, you're like, oh, my kids are going to eat their vegetables. I'm never going to bribe them with food. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Totally said it. And after these last two nights, the popsicle bribes are coming back um, tomorrow. I'll have to let y'all know how that goes. Um, but yes, uh, I have bribed my children with popsicles for breakfast. They sleep in their bed all night because my kids are awful sleepers. I'm like, not like in general, we get into a groove and then we can like, they stop asking for the popsicles and then we're good. But I think it's time to bring them back. Um, along those lines, my daughter in her lunch, so she will eat strawberries and she eats yogurt. But when she was taking these lunches to school for the past year, she wouldn't eat her yogurt and strawberries in her lunch. And again, this wasn't a bribery. We ended up with a big, big bag of Sour Patch Kids over the weekend. Um, actually I threw away all the candy because we had a mouse issue, sidebar, mice are gross. But we went through the whole pantry, through anything that could have possibly been opened at all, whether it was with the mouse or not. Anyway, threw it all away. And so my kids are like, where's the candy? Because again, I don't care if they have some candy. Because again, if you were, you know, if you restrict it, they're going to want it more. So my daughter is so upset about not having candy. So we bought a bag of Sour Patch Kids. And so obviously we, you know, don't give them the whole bag. They have to put it in like a bowl or a bag or whichever. And so when I was packing her lunch Monday, she goes, mom, could I have some Sour Patch Kids in my lunch? I'm like, I'll give you some, but you're not very good about eating your yogurt and your strawberries. So I really like to see that if I put Sour Patch Kids in the lunch, that you will also have eaten that yogurt and strawberries too. And she did it on Monday. So she got some more yesterday. Um, today's Wednesday, the day we're recording. And after school on Tuesday, I'm opening her lunch. I'm like, you ate your yogurt and strawberries again. And as much as it pains me to say that she goes, well, mom, if you just give me candy every day, I'll eat the things you want me to eat. And it was like face palm, like, no, I don't want to bribe you with candy, but I mean, you're kind of, you're eating your food. I'm like, oh, this is the spiral. I never wanted to get in. Um, so I don't actually recommend bribing your kids with candy to eat their food. 
However, that just kind of happened, ironically, the day before we're recording this, where my mom hack with the popsicles was something I was going to talk about and how successful it was because we talked about, you know, the layout of this parent series several weeks ago. And of course, the two days before recording, my kids both don't sleep. So I guess it's a sign to retest my mom hack there and the popsicles. What's funny about not bribing kids with candy, that's something, I don't know if I've done that. I don't think so. But one thing I noticed is that the people I'm around, so the that have been with kids the longest, 100% do it always. So look at like um, the first daycare provider we had. She was older. She had had a daycare for, I don't know, probably 30 years. And if the kids were good that day when they left, they got to get a piece of candy on the way out the door. And the school does it. I mean, they might give them sugar-free stuff that they don't like that much, but they absolutely do it. Doctors' offices, dentists, all of them, they all bribe kids with candy. And that tells me it's tried and true. Yeah, the um, dentist does give sugar-free lollipops which my kids don't like. Oh, and the yogurt that I have my daughter, I try to buy the like simple yogurts. Um, and the lot, so when we go to Costco has the simple ones or simply whatever version it is, but Sam's Club doesn't, Sam's Club is closer. So we ended up with the box from Sam's Club, which is the regular yogurts with added sugar. And so she had those for a while. Uh, and she did say, well, mom, I just don't really like these yogurts as much as the other ones and I'm like in my head going well yeah there's a lot less sugar um I didn't tell her that right there's <laughs> I have a funny uh, story from the dentist we went um not the last one but the one before which was in the midst of all the you know COVID fear and all of that we went to the dentist um and they gave him a sugar-free popsicle when he left and I didn't think he was in the back seat with it whatever and then we went and ate something else later and my son said oh good I can taste this that's good and I said what do you mean and he said well that popsicle I had earlier had no taste and I thought maybe I had COVID and then I ate this and it tastes really good so I don't and I it really made me laugh because it was a sugar-free popsicle so they are tasteless or not popsicle sucker sugar-free sucker like why do they even make these things I don't know why the dentist even gives any sort of like just don't give out lollipops they have the little toy bin with like like the little rings and I don't even know what little cars like just let it be cars why do you why, why is there candy there at all I mean it's I don't, anyway it annoys me <laughs> yeah and they didn't like them anyway. So I'm like, well, maybe next time they just won't take them. All right. So we have gone through a bunch of different hacks. They will be summarized in the show notes, but we talked about getting your kids to move with you or maybe conversely um, getting your workout done while your kids are around. Um, we talked about, I lost my notes here. What all we talked about? Um, getting your kids to eat your veggies. Sorry, that was not in the right order. Um, using the smoothie hack, getting them to participate, having an option of what goes in. We talked about um, incentivizing some uh, 
products that you like with your kids, such as, you know, paying them some value to read a book or to do an activity that you think is valuable to them, but they might not have the same idea. And we talked about a food incentive uh, for sleeping that I swear I would never do, but yet here I am. <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to add on, Allison, before we sign off? Um, just that I think there are a lot of things that we all believe that we would never, ever, ever do as a parent before we actually become a parent. <laughs> and I think these hacks uh, really highlight that a lot. Uh, totally agree. Um, and so on that note, as we wrap up for today, um, just because you said you wouldn't do it before you had kids, it doesn't mean you can't do it once you have them. Um, because if it's something that will help keep your life unstressed or less stressed, it's probably worth it. And the harm of a morning popsicle, the harm of a little extra, are they V-Bucks, would you say? Um, a little yeah. movement for your kids. None of that's going to be, well, in my opinion, something that will harm them in the long run. Um, and might make your current day-to-day -day stress levels much lower. Right. Focus on the big rocks. <laughs> And bribe with the little ones. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. And as always, if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe to the podcast. I'll be releasing a new episode every Wednesday. And until then, stay unstressed. The Unstressed Mama podcast is brought to you by Allison Rodden, Kelsey Decker, and Melissa Sroby. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Unstressed Mama and on Instagram at Unstressed Mama. If you like what you heard, be sure to tell your friends so other mamas can join in the fun. You can find our individual contact information in the show notes for this episode. If you have questions about this topic or suggestions for future topics, the best place to reach us is through our Facebook group, Instagram page, or email at unstressmama at gmail.com.